1: hello everyone thank you for joining will and i as we discuss the for the beginning of week seven of big brother 25 episode started at 10 49 last night on sunday we are streaming on monday cbs what are you doing first it was delayed to 10 30 usually the episodes start around 8 p.m eastern time Yesterday, it we were told that it was going to occur at 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time, but because of football and Yellowstone, it got delayed all the way until 10:49. I am confused by this. Why they think this is a good idea?
2: Yeah, I mean, who cares about football? I'm like, honestly, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm in fantasy football and I don't care about football. Like, Big Brother's more important, right? Big brother is a national thing. Football is just a whatever sport, you know, as popular as like hockey, like who cares about
0: football?
1: Yeah. It's It's, like this weird thing where uh, football is such an unpredictable sport. They, they don't know when it's going to end. And then all of a sudden uh, it's bleeding into the rest of their lineup. So, you know, I'm sure they're maybe thinking that people are going to like DVR uh, or record the episodes of the shows that are going, but even that is difficult because yep. if you record a show, let's say Big Brother, let's say it starts at 8 p.m. like it's supposed to, but then something delays it to 8 15. If you set your recording, at least on my television, Same. you get the first fifth the the last 15 minutes of the show that aired before, yep. and then you you miss the last 15 minutes of the episode. So I'm confused by why they're doing it this way
2: that happened. i missed the first uh or the last 20 minutes of the episode i had to go back on paramount plus to rewatch it because there's also like an hour worth of commercials as well it is super inconvenient for the future just go on paramount plus i know we both have it um if you don't have paramount plus then just i mean it's big brother gotta go on twitter idea. there's like 30 million episodes you can miss one who cares i mean like <laughs>
1: who cares i mean it's true i the the thing about this episode is that it wasn't even necessarily about the hoh it was really more about the things that happened at the end of week six right before izzy was evicted so we sort of hinted about all of the happenings during our last podcast because we had a feeling that they weren't going to air uh this argument between Corey and jared uh during the eviction episode because it just seemed way too close although i do think they should have squeezed something in there it was pretty close to when the eviction was supposed to happen and there's other stuff that production needs to do but will how do you what do you think of this segment uh they sort of intersliced it between the hoh competition
2: i i forget how obnoxious the segment was watching it back when i first saw it I was really annoyed with Jared, right? And we'll we'll talk more about this because Corey hit the nail on the coffin or hit the nail on the coffin, right? Where Jared cannot argue because Jared knows that his point is bad. He got caught I, lying. And I don't blame Jared for arguing the way that he argued because I'm sure that if we were put in the same situation, we would do the exact same thing Jared was doing. It doesn't make it any better to listen to Jared. Just yell and and talk in circles and avoiding the direct questions from Corey. However, I think the editors did a really good job at showing what happened, right? Because normally when an argument happens, they cut out a lot of stuff. We don't really see the full extent of it. I think we got a really good idea of the argument, both if you haven't seen the episode or, or if you haven't seen the feeds and what we've seen on the episode.
1: That's right. I mean, what they have to do is sort of figure out, okay, here's this conversation that happened. What are people thinking about it, right? Like, I'm sure yeah. every one of the those people had a diary room session not too long after that yeah. uh, conversation took place. And we, you know, we see that Matt was in the room, Bowie Jane was in the room, Jag at one point, Sari at one point, and of course, Corey and Jared. Um, let me know if I forgot anyone else. But I'm sure that they need to talk to Uh, all of the house guests who were involved there to see, okay, what did these house guests take away from that conversation in order to influence the story that they are telling in the edit of the episodes? It's all fascinating. And I appreciate what you said, Will, about um, making sure, you know, with Jared in this conversation, um, I'm not going to get upset with him for how he chose to play this. I I think there were some obviously made to his gameplay, but I'm not gonna get upset for his approach to this conversation. Um yes. uh, why don't we go through and talk about like how this got started? And of course it all according to the episode it all goes back to Suri, who had a funny feeling that something was happening mm. between Corey and Matt and that they were going to flip the vote. So she's like, hey Jared, why don't you go check in on Corey and Matt and see if anything has changed. So Jared decides to He says reframe the conversation, but it's a lie where he approaches Matt and says, Jag told me that we're flipping the vote to save Felicia, who Jared and Sari thought that everyone was voting Felicia out. What do you think about this tactic?
2: Honestly, I again, I'm not a Jared fan. I thought this was a brilliant lie. I think it it's a good lie for Jared's position, right? Because Jared, unbeknownst to him, he is out of the loop. He For the first time, he is not in direct control and Ceri is not in direct control. This is the perfect time to just throw people under the bus to advance yourself further, right? And we almost saw it worked out exactly in Jared's favor where Jared has this lie. He goes to Corey and Matt. and It's like, hey, Jack told me this. As soon as uh, he left the room, Corey and Matt, they were like, Jag just sold us out. Jag screwed our game. And they believed him. They believed Jared and everything, despite it being clear that Jared – or it wasn't clear, but despite the fact that Jared was lying, and it was an easy lie to, to make. Great.
1: Yeah, Jer- Jared really knew – I think Jared knew that Jag has opened up previously in the game about plans that he should not have – in the past uh, or has been known to say a lot of information. So in Corey and Matt's mind, it's not impossible for something yeah. like this to have taken place. And I agree with you. I think if this, if someone who I was actively rooting for in the game did something like this, yeah, I would be like, what a brilliant what, move to what get, a great get the move. information. Exactly. But, but like you, will I'm not a fan of Jared and I don't want him to win this game, but I will, <laughs> again it, but, it just goes back to not being upset with how he plays
2: yeah it, it's hypocritical for us to or not hypocritical but it's like we can't just sit here and be like jared did all of this wrong because i still think jared's a bad game player but a bad game player can still make good moves same way how a good game player can make bad moves you know we just found the one time where <laughs> jared struck gold and but even then though it didn't play out exactly how he wanted it to No, because he lost that argument. He could yell as much as he wants, but he still lost trust with a lot of house guests through this. And he was backed into a corner. And I think Corey also handled the argument perfectly by saying exactly like Jared, you talking a lot, but you're saying nothing of substance. You're just yelling instead of making any factual points. And then, we see Jared go back on previous points and saying, oh no, you misunderstood or Corey, let's keep our voices down. Uh, we'll you get know? there. We'll get there. But you know, I also like, I, I want to give props to just everyone in that room, because I think it led to a really good and iconic big brother moment. I know.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sad. I'm sad. I know. But Bowie Jane had some moments of gold in that argument when it was on the, on the feeds and we didn't yeah. see, those um when when bowie jane inserted herself in the conversation but this all i mean really this whole entire thing could have been avoided if it weren't for jared actively choosing to go talk to matt again after felicia tells jared that matt has told her that she has the votes to
2: stay yeah and the thing is too it's like Matt could have also swept this completely under the rug, right? Jared goes to Matt, Matt, why is Felicia telling me she has the votes? Matt could be like, oh, I'm just lying to her. That way she feels confident, feels safe, secure, whatever. We're still voting her out. That one lie alone would have avoided this whole mess. It's not even Jared's fault because if I was Jared, I'd do the same thing. If I was Matt, I would just be like, no, you got it all wrong. The plan is still to vote on Felicia. I just don't want her to be worried. And we'll just let her know right before the vote.
1: I mean, I go back and forth with what you are saying, because I I agree. I was I kind of was thinking, um, Matt, why don't you just deny it or say exactly what you said? Will you know, Mm -hmm. I have to tell Felicia what Felicia wants to hear. Um, I think it was the fact, though, that. Jared and Matt already had the conversation about Jared being like, hey, Jag told me that there was this whole thing going on. Is that true? true I feel like if that conversation didn't happen, Matt might have had an easier time um, sort of lying back to
2: Jared. that's true too. I mean, I either way, Matt didn't lose this argument because no matter like no matter what the the heat's going to be put on to corey and 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 um Jared, everyone else in the room, they were just spectators who or or they're like, um. Eyewitnesses getting called to the jury stand, right where we have, <laughs> yeah, where it's like I present my witness, Jag, Jag. Did Jared lie to you? Uh, yes. All right, there we have a jury. <laughs> I don't Wait, trust Jared.
1: That's a really good comparison. I th- I thought it was. I I understand why more of the people in that room didn't insert themselves into the conversation because so much was already happening between Corey and Jared to begin with. Why would anyone want to risk sort of pulling attention towards them? But I feel like there were some missed opportunities here or I don't know. It was, it was, it was interesting to watch how this was all edited. But the the other thing I want to touch on is super important is that Matt tells Jared um, that he knows about the seven deadly sins that yeah. that uh that's been a fake alliance and he also knows that there isn't another alliance called for real for real which jared goes what is that jared is in full deny 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 approach
2: see this I think this was a, this was Jared's bad move. Yeah. He should have he should have been like that's the that's a fake. You know, America and Corey they were starting to get whatever so we just had to... Make sure that they were still with us, you know, like we're still the you know, we're still the the alliance. But the problem is then that Corey comes into the picture, and then Corey says, Hey, the seven deadly sins was the fake alliance. Um, for real for real was the real alliance. And then Jared looks at Corey, he's like, What is for real for real? Yeah. And it's like you're in the alliance, dude. Just you could say it was fake. Just don't be dumb. I
1: mean, it is, it's, it's aggravating. I mean, I can it see is. like, I wouldn't want to be in this conversation at all, but here we are. Right. And I, it's just, it's tough. It is tough. And and Matt is able to list everyone who he knows is in the for real, for real Alliance, Jared, mm-hmm. Sari, Felicia, Mimi, Corey, America, and Izzy. And then this is where the first round of, uh, the, the jury we'll call them. Um not not the ones who decides the winners, but the the, no, the, the ones the who witnesses. are watching this argument. The witnesses. Thank you.
2: Yeah, that's what we call them. <laughs>
1: uh, it's Corey uh, and Bowie Jane. They they enter the room. Um Jared strategically bought, brought Bowie Jane into this conversation as like a sort of like a a per I, I'm assuming it's someone who he knows is on the outs. And could, like, deny knowing that these things exist. I'm Is that the reason?
2: I I have no idea why they would just bring Bowie Jane to the mix. And I don't think Bowie Jane knew either. She was like, hey, do you guys want me to leave? And goes, yeah. <laughs> like, no, you're staying here. <laughs> I I legitimately have no rationale. I will say it gets into some of the best moments of this whole segment later that wasn't shown in the episode. But... I, I mean I think I think Bowie Jane is just like a nice person who doesn't like the game and so by having one of those people it lets Jared call out like Corey and he can be like you see Corey's playing the game really hard he's game body don't trust him and Bowie Jane will be like all right okay like I guess I just I won't trust Corey then okay why not? <laughs>
1: You're right. It's like it's someone who Jared sees as as someone he's able to influence or even manipulate just by being present in that conversation as it's happening. So this is where we sort of get more into like Jared versus Corey. And uh, Jared Jared says, actually, let me go back a little bit. Um, So Corey basically tells Jared that he believes that Jared, who has been his closest ally has been lying. And Jared says he doesn't believe anything that Jag and Cameron says. I think this is sort of going back to um, Jared trying to like cover up himself from uh, him basically telling them that Jag was the one to give him the information about saving Felicia. I think he's sort of trying to say like, oh, like I didn't, I never even trust Jag to begin with. And cory brings up the for real for real alliance and this is like what you said uh jared is like i don't know what that is but then you're right he later calls it a fake alliance so he did know what that was
2: and in this kind of shows where jared starts to go downhill with this argument because the longer it goes on the easier it is for someone like cory to just dismantle the whole argument right because jared doesn't have Oh, good hand, right? He has, you know, a two and a seven and Corey's got pocket aces, right? For the poker comparison, right? Because we're the poker channel now, right? Gotcha. (laughs) And so instead of, instead of like just folding, he plays on emotion, right? He wants to get Corey aggravated. He wants there, he wants there to be yelling. That way, Jared can start being the victim, right? Of, oh, Corey, look at him. He's yelling. He's doing this, that, the other thing. He's trying to paint me into a bad light. He's trying to victimize himself to make himself look better. That's why Bowie Jane was in the picture, right? Mm-hmm. However, Corey doesn't respond to this. Instead, Corey is like the one of the best debaters in his college or whatever, right? Like that was like a passion of his. And instead of responding to you know emotions, Corey then just goes back to the main points, right? Until Corey starts to be like, Jared, you're just yelling at me over and over. And that causes Jared to be like, Corey, please calm down. I know I was yelling at you earlier, but please, I've calmed down now. Yeah,
1: that that was hard to watch. (laughs) But it was. So here's the thing, how that was edited into the episode was interesting. During the actual argument happening on the live feeds, Corey was in the middle of uh, giving uh, examples Fighting for his case, and yes, he his voice was sort of elevated in the moment. And I think what Jared did that was successful on the feeds was when he uh, went back to Corey and said, "Hey, lower your voice. I lowered my voice. You know, meet meet me on my level." <laughs> yeah. It really disrupted Corey's train of thought, and Corey sort of stumbled to find his footing again. It it, it was it was it was. Uh, it, it was a, a rough move, but it kind of
2: worked in that moment. It, it did, but, like, come on. It, it works in the moment, right? It works in the moment. Yeah, but it's just a distraction. It's a distraction, right? But, again, it's like there's so many people in the room. It that, Something like that works if it was just him and Corey, and then that aggravation builds and builds until it's like a screaming match where people are like, what's going on? And then you could be able to mend the truth. But when you have people there and it's obvious that you're trying to aggravate the other person, you know, that should ring alarm bells to everyone else saying like, what is the purpose of this? Like, why is, why is he doing what he's doing? Right. And that's something that I feel like a lot of big brother players should be doing is like when someone has a conversation, they should ask themselves why they're doing this and what's the motive. Right. So like in this case, Jared's motive is just to get Corey to you know freak out and and be all extra and and to argue.
1: You know what's you know? funny is I'm not even I don't even think that was necessarily like the first level of Jared's thinking in this moment. I mean, it feels funny to dissect, but um in my opinion, like to me this felt like Jared is like really panicked and his True. the only thing That he wants out of this meeting is to make sure that when the group leaves the room, everyone is more suspicious of Corey than they are of Jared. And I think he, you know, he he keeps checking in with Bowie Jane and with Matt saying, look at how passionate I am being in this moment. That has to mean that I am the one telling the truth. And Corey is the one twisting words. Like he really focuses on that. I think he he's trying to overshow just how passionate he is to be called out as being in the wrong
2: and see this this leads me to like another side tangent too where it's like it's something i hate where it's like he's trying to be the morality police he's trying to be like i'm honest i've been honest that's why i'm so passionate right now when it's like come on dude it's big brother you gotta assume that everyone's lying and so to be the moral of integrity and to act like you're better than everyone else because you've been directed straightforward when you haven't been, when you were getting called out on lying, it's I don't know. It it just gives me an icky feeling. And it's it's why people are so turned off with, with Jared. And I think and this is getting into feed spoilers real quick, but I'm giving <laughs> it big, where people start to lose trust with Jared, I feel like. And I feel like people start to see Jared as in a different light and as a different player, because there is that contrast. It's so obvious of Jared being this morality figure and Jared just lying to people, even if it's to save his own game, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's on it's, That's one of the lazy strategies in my opinion, which is saying yeah. I'm allowed to play this way, but you are not. And how dare you? And I think when it comes to light that you're sort of being a hypocrite in your gameplay, it, really paints a bad light on you um let's talk about uh confronting jag so jag gets called up to the room it took a little while on the feeds this this felt like if you were watching this live on the feeds it felt like it took forever because Corey made it back up to the room and was like jags in the shower and i remember everyone on bb twitter (sighs) or excuse me bbx being like jag get out of the shower so jag finally makes it up to the room and this is where we get an answer about if jag really did go to jared and inform him about the vote flip and jag denies it obviously because it did not happen but here's what's interesting will jared goes you're right i never told you that
2: this is where jared lost the argument and this is where jared just lost seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, because because then he tries to paint it as I knew that all along. You guys misunderstood. Right. What, what Jared should have done is I got that impression and he could blame is something, anything, right. If Jared was being rational in the moment and not just arguing for the last hour, he could be like, I thought that way because I had conversation with this, such and such and such. And then, you know, like something simple, like you're, you were being, I thought you were being subtle about it or like body language or whatever. And I just got that impression, and I, you know, was le- feeling left out of the vote. So I just used you as an example, like something like that. It's just like it, you know. You take the sacrifice, you take the knee, but you still, you're you're put into a better position by doing so than trying to be like I knew that all along. Matt and and Corey were the ones who really misunderstood because it's so blatantly false and. Even Corey was like, come on, dude, don't don't do this. It's
1: this is one of those things where if Jared was so secure in knowing that he was in the right, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like he would have pulled in more witnesses to begin with. And I think it was a missed opportunity from Corey to not make this more public. I think that would have actually been pretty good yeah. it's a risk it, it is a risk is. but i already feel like the entire house heard about this anyway so might as well have them witness it you know yep yeah.
2: because when when you don't include the entire house you're letting everyone speculate you're letting everyone twist the words and with what we know now with a certain competition winner they're now put into a prime position to where they can say literally whatever without any direct consequences this week And they can really screw over your game. But when you bring everyone else involved, right, then you can be like, hey, I'm also just really passionate right now because you're calling me a liar when I've been nothing but straightforward with you. So I'm also passionate, Bowie, Jane, and Jag, and and Matt. And this is just how I'm being passionate, you know, which would have thrown Jared's whole argument right into his his face, which would have been a really funny feeds moment had it happened.
1: It would have been pretty nice. I mean, we were getting close to time. I, I do wonder after seeing the episode, um, I was curious to know, like, oh, was there anything that happened after? Because they did cut the feeds at a certain point. But yeah. it, it based on what they did show in the episode, I have a feeling that they um, locked down the house right after that just to make yeah. sure that they were getting ready for the live uh, episode that night. Mm-hmm. Um also, just real quick side note, Will, I know who wins the power of veto. I'm not going to spoil it right now, um, but I don't know if the ceremony happened. Uh, do you know if it has happened yet? Yes. Okay. So after we're done talking about all of the episode stuff, I want you to let me know and our audience know uh, if they decide to stick around for it, who won, first of all, and then also if that person used it or did not use it, because I want to I hear what's going on and predict what's going to happen uh, on Thursday,
2: I'll put it in the private chat for you. Oh, perfect. The, anywho. So I think that's the general gist of the argument. Is there anything more you want to touch upon with the argument? Yeah. Actually, let's, yes,
1: let's, let's do it because there become there comes a moment, and we're sort of uh, talking about that moment right now where uh, Matt and Corey double down and say, Jared, you told us that jag." came to you and told you about a possible vote flip and jared points to matt in particular and says you must have misunderstood (laughs) the reason i wanted to to bring this up is because this comment and the fact that it was pointed towards matt like physically pointed towards matt um really upset matt and we know that he has had a conversation i believe with blue uh where he feels like. Uh, his deafness was used as someone else's yep. strategy in this
2: moment it was it totally was and it just, it's unfortunate right because you didn't have to point to matt to make the point because that's that's an easy point it's not it's not you know based on someone being deaf it's like you know he could have pointed to court like i think y'all just misunderstood and i think that alone would have been taken so much better but by insinuating that matt misunderstood because he's deaf it's it's a little too a little too far. It honestly, you know, this is going back to like Jared just not being my favorite character in Big Brother history. And yeah, I, I feel I feel so bad for Matt. And I felt bad for Matt this whole entire game because, you know, we've we've seen that he's he struggles with this, you know. And so to see it used to better someone else's game, much less Jared's game, is super aggravating and it again it goes to show that jared had no argument of substance he just knows he has to do whatever he can to paint everyone else seem like a bigger liar and target and it again this is where he loses the argument right this is where he fails because by doing this he angers matt right and matt's now able and has the fuel to go to several other people and be like jared used this against me it's unfair of him. I'm upset with this. And that just paints Jared as a worse uh, player. And, and he has less social capital now. And this is, you know, I'm really worried about, or not worried, but I think Jared's not looking too hot in the in the future because of all these small moments, right? Because that that's a small moment right there. You know, it, it was a small part of a big argument with Corey, but something like that. Can lead into Jared's um, eventual demise, and it's why he's not going to get any jury votes when he does make it to the end, or if he makes it to the end, you know. Yeah, I mean,
1: this jury management isn't yeah. great, and I what I what, I like what you said, Will. Just the fact it wasn't like Corey, Matt. You obviously were misinterpreting what I was yeah. trying to tell you. It was it was to Matt. It was. Yeah. It, Corey wasn't involved in that line of sight. Um, Corey didn't get pointed at. Corey wasn't included in that sentence. It went straight to Matt saying you misunderstood. And there's also that thing of intent versus impact. And we see the impact of what this statement towards Matt, how it affected him moving forward in the next couple of days. Um, Because, you know, I am yeah. glad, I'm glad they showed that moment in the episode. I was worried that that would be one of the things that they cut out when they were editing. Um, and I'm sure that we'll see a segment with Matt where he
2: talks about this at some point because he did open yeah. up to Blue. And yeah, and it, it sucks, you know, because it could have been avoided, right? Had he brought in Corey and been like, y'all just misunderstood my point, you know, again, it's intent versus impact. No matter what, he still burned that bridge with matt right yeah it's it's poor gameplay
1: right he also burns a bridge with jag with, because he jag. threw jag under the bus and jag feels and rightfully so that he's been uh put in a place where he was jared was trying to turn matt jag and Corey against each other
2: yeah and we even see Corey bring this up in the argument where he's like, I feel like everyone's been trying to get me against my own allies. Right. You know, you with, or me with you, Jag me with America. And then this is where Sari comes into the, Mm -hmm. into the fray. And we're going to talk about Sari for a little bit, unless you had any more comments. Um, and, and not just Sari, but Bowie Jane, right. But Before that, you know, Sari is like, you know, we haven't done any of that, you know, like the the for real for real alliance, you know, that was a fake alliance, anyways. We never had like there's all these alliances, none of them are really real. You know, we had an all-girls alliance, but we don't have meetings or any of that. And something that wasn't shown in the episode was Bowie Jane calling Suri out. This was Bowie Jane's like only appearance in the entire entire argument where she just calls out Suri for her lies and her, like, bending the truth. And I, <laughs> I believe Bowie Jane was like, Sheree, you're also, like, a part of all of these alliances. You, you know, I understand that there might be fake, but you're leading people on to believe that these are real alliances. I thought I was close with you. And then we see Sari try to, like, bend the truth and be like, Bowie Jane, no, 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 no. It was this. And Bowie Jane's just like, come on, Sari. Be, just be honest. I hate this game, but, like, it was just wild seeing Bowie Jane, of all people, calling out Suri Fields of all people in this argument that there weren't even originally a part of.
1: I know. I loved it. It w- I think they may have cut it out because it does come up with Corey, where Corey says that he's like, Suri, I'm i sure you didn't want to be a part of a lot of alliances, but the yep. truth of the matter is you are. And I think the Bowie comments, although I think would have been uh, a nice entertaining way of also telling that story in the episode um, were just too similar to basically what Corey was saying. Um, but, I mean, Suri lists a lot, maybe all, of the alliances, the bye-bye B-words, for real, for real. Uh, she says that there's an all girl. there was a talk of an all-girls alliance, and then she also, she says that, and then she goes, including America, <laughs> which, to me, yeah, she wanted just to plant that slight little seed that america yep. was involved with talks with other groups because i know Serenos knows that america is of course close with cory but she's also close to jag um and and
2: matt i think that would be the order by 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 proxy by extension by proxy. right okay just just she's not directly close with matt but like she has a friend of a friend who's close with Matt. So like she hangs out with Matt at like, the party, but doesn't know Matt's name. Like that kind of. Oh, got like, it. We've, we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think that was interesting that she taking yeah. every opportunity, just plant one, one little seed of doubt or one little seed of um, distrust amongst the group.
2: Interesting. And I a, do you think that was for Corey or do you think that was for someone else? Because I actually think it was for Jag i i agree because i feel like Corey's smart enough to realize like that's an obvious ploy like yeah even if america did that like who cares now but someone like jag that's a good way to win Jag slowly but surely back over where it's like yeah jag i lied but america and this all-girl alliance you know and where's jp when you need him (laughs) Uh, from survivor where like oh they want an all-girls alliance gotta go remember that scene from which which season is that? Will season? It was uh, uh heroes versus hustlers versus uh, uh healers, where this girl went up to JP. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she wants to do an all girls alliance. He's like, she's got to go. <laughs> so- well. The only
1: reason I got confused is because we just rewatched Cambodia. If you haven't seen our rewatch, go ahead and yeah. do it. It's on our channel. If you've seen the season before, or if you want to watch it for the first time, but there is also a very similar thing that happens that season as well. Sure. Um, so we sort of wrap up this conversation. I think this was really interesting, Um. but uh, Jared unless Jared. Uh, says that the intention of this conversation was to clear things up for the people that he wants to work with in the future. And I think he sort of um, putting Matt, Jag, Bowie, Jane, and Sari in that group. You know, like I wanted to have yeah. this conversation so that all of you knew um, who was right and who was wrong in this in this talk. And then I like what Corey did here, where Corey was just like, hey, I just have one more question. Um, so that, that thing about Jag... What was your intent with that again? What was your intent by bringing Jag's name to Matt and I? And just, you know, like an answer.
2: Yeah. I feel like it, this is weird to say, but Corey to me is like that character in the fighting game where it doesn't do a lot of damage. It's just annoying to fight against. Like, I feel like Corey in an argument is just annoying because you think you wrap up the argument, you think you've won the battle, and then Corey just comes back yeah so why'd you do that like because then that makes jared explain some more lose more trust because again by the end of it jared lost the argument right jared i feel like lost a lot of trust with with matt and jag and if not for his competition win which spoiler alert we're about to get to that and what to do i feel like he would have been a really good target this week because he just got exposed, and even when he was trying to close the battle, Corey still got the last word. He still got the last jab at uh at Jared. So we and, think that that's true, at least yeah. how the edit makes it. It was also it was kind of weird because like
1: Corey then asked Jag, um, you know, like how does Jared's response make you feel? But we don't see or hear Jag respond to that. Um, I don't even yeah. know jag necessarily did on the live feeds either um but also bowie jane's jokes that uh, that's their
2: final six i love that that was a fun bowie jane needed one word on the episode just because it's like her inclusion in that made zero sense anyways and i i'm just glad that bowie jane's like all right there are fake alliances and this is one like she's she's still there you know (laughs) Right. I, I mean, also,
1: I uh, think something we didn't highlight before we just go to the H.O.H. competition, but it's right directly aligned is Corey also said that every H.O.H. somehow believes that they are aligned with Suri, Izzy, true. Jared and Felicia.
2: And this that's Suri's whole strategy. Yep. And it, it's it made me happy because even though even though these last few weeks have been really, really good really chaotic no matter what Suri was still having her way except for this week this was the first time in a long while where Suri didn't have power Mm -hmm. and so the fact that that happened as in Corey understands Suri's dominance and isn't just a sheep you know for the slaughter you know it gives me a lot of hope going into going into the jury and going into the double eviction but I, ju- I i can't think of anything else besides the walk comp that happened besides the argument and walk up and the nominations anything else
1: well listen i think cory needed a lot uh, of push from america to be completely honest so did cameron two. both yes. of them needed a lot of push from america to really take a shot or to at least so make it known to everyone else and one one thing I just want to point out, it did not make the episode, but there was a large part of this Have Not Room argument that focused on when and who oh. Corey told oh my God. about his brother, Zach, being on season 42 of Survivor. Remember Marianne? Remember Marianne? <laughs> she had a crush on Zach. I, and...
2: <laughs> I don't watch Survivor right (laughs)
1: Uh, this this took up maybe an hour worth of their conversation of just who knew when who told who when did it get back i can't believe how much airtime or lack of because it was just on the feeds but zach has
2: gotten (laughs) Corey's always going to be in zach's footsteps but that reminds me of just how much semantics jared played in that whole argument where it's like Oh, I haven't talked to you in two weeks. How can you say that you we felt good and you know, we had a conversation last week? We haven't talked for two weeks, and like there's so much semantics being played, and that that goes right with it. Where it was legitimately, it was fun to watch, but it was also super super annoying to watch. It was, it was, it was rough. It was rough for a while.
1: It was. It's one of those things. It, I mean i i enjoyed it i was you know as as, yeah. as someone who like has a lot of empathy for people i was just like feeling all of the emotions watching this all take place especially on the feeds reliving it in the episode that was something different i thought it was you know it, it kind of fun i'm not gonna lie just to see this conversation happen in the big brother house uh and i have a theory that zach and Corey will wind up on the amazing race at some point yeah uh it is almost guaranteed at this point. So
2: if not those two, maybe, maybe we see them both one with Marianne, one with America, right? <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, both of the Wartenberger brothers, even though, you know, Zach and, and Marianne never had like a formal showmance or whatever. Just seeing those two would be really, really funny. And then we see America that would That would be fun. I like that idea, Will.
1: You know what? This actually <laughs> gave me a video idea. So let me know if this would be something our, our viewers are interested in. So what if we took the cast of Big Brother 25 after the show ends and try to cast them in other <laughs> reality
2: competition shows? I think that'd be fun. I'd pay money to see Izzy and uh, Cameron. I really would. I just oh, want on to see The Amazing them- Race? On The Amazing Race. I just want to see them argue for like an episode and like, <laughs> the first one's out. That'd be so fun.
1: Well, listen, here we go. We're getting the ball rolling on that idea. So, Exactly. Well, let's talk about this HOH competition. It is the famous wall comp. We reacted to it very live, very in the moment. You can see all of our reactions to this competition as it played out in our last video uh, from the eviction episode of week six. So here is the out order. We have Suri, Felicia, America, Nicole, Corey, Jag, Matt, and then it comes down to Blue, Bowie, Jane, and Jared. And then Blue falls off, and then Bowie, Jane falls off, and then Jared wins the HOH competition. This was a very quick wall comp, yeah. Will. I was not expecting it to be this fast.
2: I think part of it is just lack of nutrition from everyone. I think. That's right. Uh, Tommy, when we did the podcast with Tommy, he, he touched upon how how little we see of the um, punishments and how bad they really are. I think we didn't get the full understanding of how bad eating slop was for a week when in reality it took a toll on everyone. I think that's why everyone was so weak, especially some of the like slimmer people like Corey looked like, you know, a twig the entire time. Um, I just want to say too, that I forget if we talked about this yes or last week but matthew did call the winner of the wall comp matthew said the winner would be jared jared you know is the winner uh so i am really sad about that but yeah you could tell we were all really depressed my face dropped when when mr jack powell told us who won the wall comp anywho um yeah, I mean, so it's like it's surprising at first, but then when you think of all the factors going into the wall comp, it it makes sense why it was so quick.
1: It makes sense why it was so quick. You're right. I totally forgot for a second that everyone besides Cameron was on slop. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, in my mind going into this, I after watching all of that go down on the live feeds. I knew who was really going after it. Jared being one of those people. And actually, I really thought on my list of people who I thought were going to do well, uh, Matt was up there. Bowie Jane was up there. Blue and Jared. They All of them in my mind were like, I could see people doing well. I actually thought Blue was very solid during this. I noticed that a lot of people were shuffling and moving around way more than I really have ever seen when watching these.
2: Yeah. And again, it's just lack of uh nutrition, you know, lack of comfort, you know. It it's kind of like um with a lot of survivor endurance competitions how they don't last long either when they're starving on an island for for, you know, 20 days. And so it's unfortunate that we didn't get like another like 10-hour competition like, you know, with the pressure cooker. But, you know, it, it's just how modern big brother is where they just want short competitions.
1: Eh, I get it. And well, so Jared wins the HOH competition. There's <laughs> there's an excited reaction from Sari and Felicia. There is a kind reaction from Nicole and Matt. And there is no reaction from Corey, America, Jag, and Cameron. Yep, This was so funny. I actually really liked seeing this in the episode. But Will, if I have to listen to someone, anyone else, on one of these shows say, let's go, after they win a competition... I don't know what I'm going to do, but it, I, it, t- it makes me tired. Everyone says that.
2: I saw, I saw a tweet one time where let's go is the male equ- equivalent to slay. It's <laughs> it's never been more true. Um, It's just like, I understand why it's like when I do something cool, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Woo. But it's like, when you're going on big brother, have your own catchphrase, you know, be like, oh, swag. You know, like you can think of something. So you stand up from the rest. <laughs> like let's go is so boring like that was casey's personality in big brother 20 like that's what she was known for was just saying let's go after every competition which was a little mean to casey and you know it, it's just it's just like your average like dude bro thing where it's like oh you know you win a thing of beer beer pong let's go you know
1: <sighs> yeah well I'm tired. And uh, you're right. I want some more catchphrases. I want some more iconic things. I wonder who it wasn't Casey. Like it couldn't have been who was the first person who to have said, let's
2: no, go. I know Casey did it a lot, but she did it a lot where it's, it like was synonymous with her, but no, like I'm, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it happened <gasps> for a long time. My bad, my bad. <laughs> well, now I have
1: one last question before we move on from the HOH competition because i saw some speculation online i want to get your opinion did bowie jane throw this
2: yes you think so not because not because she trusts jared but bowie jane has nothing to gain from this competition right because whether it's intentional or not her main character in the house is being very passive not liking the game not wanting to get her hands bloody by winning Hoh, she puts herself in that position where she breaks her character. She has to draw a line in the sand, and, you know, maybe maybe it worked out. Maybe she just actually had a you know throw the towel in there. I don't know, but I think I think it was in Bowie Jane's best interest to not win it, even though we all were cheering for Bowie Jane in the in the private chat. Me, Matt, and Jack. And it was unfortunate seeing her drop. I, I can't blame Bowie Jane for dropping. Like, that's that's why Big Brother is such a hard game to watch sometimes. Because, like, I understand why these moves are being made. I can't blame right. these moves. But it's just, like, you're killing me <laughs> with these moves. But, yeah. But it's also not, like, a big move on Bowie Jane's behalf, too. It's not, like, a jury-winning sentiment, you know? No.
1: You're right. There were, there were other targets. Actually, you know what? she doesn't obviously none of them know that there's a double this week, but now she's able to play, right? So she's very much not in risk of of going on the block this week. And, uh, there is another HOH that's going to be played on Thursday for the double eviction. So I think it worked out. I don't know though. She fell very, very close after blue fell. And I feel like if I was going to throw the competition, I would like, try to hold on a little bit longer or maybe True. she used it as a distraction right blue fell and no one was looking and she then also quickly let go but bowie jane was one of the people who was moving around quite a lot so it didn't it didn't necessarily surprise me
2: yeah I, again it's bowie jane there's not a lot of strategy going on with bowie jane unless seri's there i did have this theory that if bowie jane actually won the competition she would stumble her way into being the vote out for seri which would have just been really funny (laughs) to have Saree's like legacy and big brother be getting voted out by Bowie Jane of all people. But sadly Jared won. And we didn't get a lot of time after the fact of, of Jared's HOH because a lot of the time was taken up with the argument. Yeah. But you know, he talks to talks to Saree talks to Cameron. Um, anyone else? Well, we, there was an eviction,
1: uh, the sixth person to be evicted from the big brother house was Josh Demel. Uh The punishment no. ended. I know he, he was a favorite, uh, oh, but we all saw God. it coming. So it's, it's unfortunate, but we all have our time in the big, brother <sighs> house. Uh, Cameron was really hoping that whatever happened in the have not room was going to keep him off the block. Yeah. Honestly, that happening was probably fantastic for Cameron. And uh, I, I, I mean, he claims that he did all of, you know, like, like it it really had nothing to do with him. The fact that all of this happened besides him putting Izzy and Felicia on the
2: block. Yeah. Um, I kind of I kind of hate how like Cameron centric the whole week was. I think, honestly, a lot of the week happened because of America, because of Corey, some of it because of Jared at the very, very end. But, you know, we'll let Cameron think he had a whole week in the sun when he's right now the biggest target leaving the week. And as good as it was for his game, he's too big of a target to where any, like, none of this would have mattered. Though I do appreciate him, you know, putting on the theatrics of, you know, it's cams, chaos. Um, but i don't think chaos cam is going to stick on much like chaos cast so oh, please
1: please let's hope that that doesn't make a <laughs> thing um and actually you know what's funny i was thinking about this earlier uh where because of the way big brother is it really gives the producers like a a guide to who they need to focus the week on because you have your main characters which are usually the hoh and the nominees and then the person who wins the veto, like those are, I would say the four people that get the most screen time during a week of big brother. And the people who aren't in any of those positions have to do something much more specific to the game in order to get that airtime. You know, I was thinking, cause I was thinking yeah. of Nicole and how I think Nicole is playing a really great game, you know, like yeah. she hasn't really been on anyone's radar. Um, but she's she doesn't always appear in the edit.
2: Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but like I I defend the editing of Big Brother because as much as people like to complain, like oh why wasn't this shown, it's really hard uh, to you can't you can't predict the future, right? If if it was right. three months were filmed, the editing would be so so much more different than if it was all live. And so it's like I understand why. Nicole doesn't get a lot i mean i wish she gets more screen time i wish she's able to show her game more so people on facebook wouldn't just be like oh Cole is on nothing you know um but i i also get why like but at the same time too it's like she can get one confessional at least like one more what's the harm right do we need more jared no we don't need more jared we need more micole and more bowie jane why not throw bowie jane in the mix yeah, I would like... To, yeah, I
1: think that'd be fun. Um, But I do also want to bring up that Cameron tries striking a deal with Jared. And he says... "Um, Well, first of all, okay. Jared basically confronts Cameron about, you burned me this week. You know, this past week. You're HOH. You betrayed me. And I don't think Cameron understood that that's where Jared, like, was in his conversation. Because Cameron is like, ah, Perfect. Jared wants to change up his entire game and uh, who he wants to work with. This is just exactly what I wanted from him. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's what's going on here. So Cameron pitches to Jared. He says, you and blue are going to be safe next week. Plus if you are not in positions of power, I will basically help you achieve whatever you want to do. As long as I don't hit the block this week. Um, That's,
2: that's a fair, that's a fair pitch. Yeah, we've seen it before. We've seen it before. It's your box standard. Hey, don't don't nominate me. I know you want to, but here's what I can give. Half the time, or ninety percent of the time, it never works out. You know, unless they have like pivotal information. But it's like I I can't fault Cameron for doing this or for trying. It's just it's just whatever. Right. Right. It
1: it is whatever. And Jared kind of already knows what he wants to do. He wants to put up Corey in America, which he does. Uh, However, in my notes, I didn't say it is an official backdoor plan for Cameron. I think that that is what Sari is hoping for. Um, But Jared says that he is open to backdooring Cameron if the power of veto gets used. So I have it as a tentative plan. Um, I, I surely didn't leave the conversation being like oh this
2: this is the main goal yeah. of the week
1: um but yeah he nominates cory in america
2: and super fans everywhere shed a single tear and we heard the collective screams of millions of americans um including america uh about this decision and what did you think about the nomination speech because this oh. annoyed the you know what out of me okay Be-
1: so i I have it um, written. It's it's paraphrased, but Corey base uh, Jared says to Corey, "You shouldn't try to villainize someone you are close with because others will see that you are willing to do to that to them as well." And that's paraphrased. Um, then he says to America, "It's nothing personal."
2: Yeah, I wonder who his target is. It. It's I was like, so, what? It's so like victimizing to yourself, right? Like you can't, you can't portray yourself as the victim anymore, right? It's so self-righteous. And again, it's like I hate when there's the morality police. Like, oh, you we have to be better than everyone else. Like, don't, don't paint yourself as the victim. Just be like, Corey, you lied to me, right? You lied to other people. Don't be like, I, we were close. We were brothers. We had nothing, and you stabbed me in the back like don't don't do that but again
1: will it's that tactic of it is i'm going to try to put all eyes on you and try to as best i can put you in the wrong as opposed to me but i agree with you i feel like the speech of you lied to me i lied to you this is just you know like our our alliance is over like something like that would have been better and then to like you couldn't say America, you are too close to Corey. Yeah. And that's like, like even I, even that.
2: I I would I was surprised by that too. It's like you like, you know, America, it's obvious you're close with Corey. So, you know, if Corey is my or if Corey doesn't trust me, then I don't know if you would trust me. Nothing personal, right? It's like what it's weird. It's it's whatever. Um and then I think at the end of the episode, Jared does say he has his eyes on Cameron. So Yeah,
1: but that's also like he has his eyes on Cameron. Like everyone like, has sure. their eyes on Cameron. So that's it's also it's not true. giving me any hope. I didn't read your private message yet. I'm going to react to it in just Ooh. a second. Um, but I mean this this was this was funny. I mean, what what do you think Jared's approach would have been if he didn't win? the hoh do you think he still would have presented himself as i was in the right and everyone else was in the wrong or do you think he would have um put on the facade of saying um i was wrong no
2: because jared i think jared believes to himself that he was in the right yes that's the that's the problem with with these people right uh like he does these mental gymnastics where it's like you know, I'm, I'm right. Right. My mom is Sarif Fields. I'm a legend too. I won these competitions. I I'm a great player. Right. Like Jared, I don't know. And because just because of his lack of DRs of him being like, I lied, I messed up. Here's how I'm doing it. It's I feel like he believes that he is like the victim in all of this. And that like, it's just like the only time he admitted to lying was lying about Jag. To, to Matt and Corey, but it's like, like
1: even that wasn't because he didn't say yeah. I was lying. He said I reframed it because I exactly. knew that you wouldn't tell me. And I mean, l- listen, when you are in that house, I it does seem like we see it every, year after year that a lot of the players do find themselves in a position. I think this is what you were trying to say, yeah. where um w- you almost start believing your lies. It's like when like a child like starts figuring out that lying is a thing and they think it's okay when they believe their own lies. Uh, It's like, that's very much what it feels like sometimes with some of the players in the big brother house. Uh, so this was very interesting. Uh, if you want to avoid spoilers as to who won the power of veto, uh, And or if it was used, feel free to click off now. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, And of course, we will be back here uh, on Thursday to talk about that double eviction. But I'm going to read your private chat, Will, because I want to see. So again, spoilers. All right. So for the first time, I am learning that Jag won the power of veto and he used it on Corey and Cameron is the replacement nominee.
2: Yeah, so I did watch this on the feeds last night. Uh, Jag was in the HOH room, or not Jag, uh, well, Jag, technically, but Cameron was in the HOH room right before the nominations when Jag won the veto. He was talking to Jag, Matt, uh, Jared, and uh, uh, Blue. Cameron's like, look, y'all can... um, He was basically saying, like, I have no one. I'm on an island by myself. If you keep me, I will do whatever I can to get your targets out. I will play your games if I can benefit you. If you I'm not saying that voting me out is harming your game, but keeping me will help your game. and that was his pitch. I thought it was a really hmm. good pitch. but the one aggravating part about that whole conversation was everyone was super quiet except you know except for Jared here and there until like, the conversation differed and changed like they changed the subject and everyone was like alive and talking and Cameron just sat there just looking depressed. And I I think for the first time we're going into a really normal, easy week. I think the vote's going to be unanimous on Cameron. Um I don't think I don't think America's going to get voted out unless something like wild happens. I know Cameron's going to fight, but I think I think the more he fights, the, the less of a chance he has to win because it just shows how much of a target he is. Um, But Cameron going out right before the double eviction, that leaves Jared unable to play during the double eviction, mm-hmm. right? The HOH competition for double evictions are normally booth competitions where, you know, it's truth or false, less or more, whatever. A or B. A or B. I, I, I keep saying this. I feel like that's that's. I feel like, in my heart of hearts, we are seeing a Fields walk through the door during the double, either that or Corey, if Siri wins. I, I feel like they lost a lot of social capital. I think the way Jared talked to people. I think his argument with uh, Corey, him winning another competition and corey piecing it all together america playing like a true g i i i feel i, I don't know and i feel like it's either going to be jared or Suri asks to give voted out over jared
1: oh yeah we didn't talk about that but no Siri did go to jared and say hey if if someone comes off the block put me on the block for some reason, uh she thinks that that will help his game, but obviously that didn't play out. I wonder if they're definitely going to include it in the episode. They're 100% going to include it in the episode. Um but that is not what happened. Uh I just I I'm hoping America is in the right mind space to be fully aware and present as to her moves up until this point because mm-hmm. we've seen with Cam, especially when Red was on the block, Cam is not really afraid to throw some people under the bus and i hope america is ready and prepared for whatever may come her way and she's also on top of those things uh during this week
2: yeah and i feel like i feel like again it's like normally i advocate for players like fighting for their lives but i feel like less is more for this week because the target is very clearly cameron cameron's obviously going to fight he's not going to give up that's the one thing i do respect cameron for he does try right but i feel like we thank cameron for what he's done in the last week we thank him for putting up izzy and felicia his time has ran out in the big brother house we can have him go and we can have america take the reins cause chaos and see the end of the powerhouse that is the uh fields duo And it's going to get like I'm noticing a very big shift in how the middle game is going to play out We're we are past the early game. Right. And we're past the early mid game. And I feel like this next competition, this next H.O.H. competition and who gets voted out during the second half of the double eviction is going to be the most pivotal vote out thus far.
1: All right. Well, I mean, we are at the beginning of what is looking to be a very exciting week of Big Brother 25. We are going to be here Thursday to cover the live, live eviction and also double eviction. So make sure you hit that subscribe button to be notified of when our video is going up. You can also like this video. That's a really great way to show show support. We love talking to all of you about these shows. So thank you for engaging with us on Instagram and for leaving comments and doing all the stuff that you do. But we will see you on Thursday.